0: Good morning, everybody. This is your favorite esthetician, New York State licensed, Lily. And uh, today I want to talk about facials and uh, chemical peels and microderms and all that good stuff and the fear of them. A lot of people have a lot of fears going on out there, and I'm here today to squelch them all. Okay, so let's get started. First, we're going to talk about facials themselves. All right, facials themselves... Um, I'm finding a lot of people coming in lately being afraid to get facials. And the reason why they're afraid is because they've been to estheticians before who think that they're doctors and like to take tools and dig into people's faces and scar their faces. I'm very, very sorry. In my opinion, and always remember that anything I say on this podcast is my opinion only. It reflects on no one else, only me. But I will say... Speaking for myself, in my opinion, you are not a doctor. Do not dig at people's faces. That's not what we're here to do. We are here to soften the skin as best as we can, to extract whatever we can easily out of the skin because we don't want to do harm to the skin. We don't want to do scarring to the skin. Okay? And that's really all that's going to happen if you pressure a esthetician. Oh, you have to get it out. Oh, it needs to come in. Listen, we are not doctors. Okay, so if we dug at your skin like that, first of all, like I said, you are going to get a scar. And second of all, you could get an infection. And if you get an infection, guess what? I'm not a doctor. I can't give you an antibiotic. So, no, what the esthetician is there to do is to maintain the skin's health. Okay, so, after softening the skin properly, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, doing all the different steps that we do, cleansing, exfoliating, toning, using masks, you know softening the skin, hydrating the skin, all that great stuff that we 're doing for the skin extracting, we are going to extract, but we should only be extracting what comes out fairly easily. I have to give a little bit of pressure here and there that 's okay. But not to, and we also might have to use a tool. Um, we are allowed in New York State to use Lancet. Um, certain places that we work though will not allow us to use that. But in general, as licensed estheticians in the state of New York, we are, we are allowed to use Lancets. Now that doesn't hold true for every state, I don't believe. But in state of New York, we are allowed to use them. So we can use a lancet to make a small hole in like a, a pustule or something like that if we need to help it to, you know, drain out easier so that we don't scar you. That's the proper way to do it. But um, as far as like, let's say, a very, very deep, large, you know, but deep blackhead and, you know, we soften the skin, we exfoliated, we did all this stuff. Skin's nice and soft. We're trying to extract it. We can't get it. Are we supposed to go get a tool of some kind and dig in there until we get it? No, never, 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 never. Okay. We are not allowed or supposed to do that. That harms people. We're not supposed to be doing that. So I am against that. And it angers me as an esthetician because I am a professional and I don't like it when people come to me or I ask people, I, oh, you know, I'm Lily, I do facials. Would you like to get a facial anytime? But, oh, no, 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 no. Well, why not? Why, why wouldn't you want to get? A, oh, my God, I got a facial once. It was horrible. Why? It was painful. It was painful. 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 no. A facial should never, ever, ever be painful. It can be uncomfortable at times, absolutely. little uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable when squeezing at your nose, getting some blackheads out. A little uncomfortable if you have a pustule or two, we would have to lance, squeeze out a little bit. little uncomfortable when we put a little glycolic, you know, or retinols on you. Might like tingle and sting a little bit. But painful? Never. Never should be painful. So if you go somewhere and the facial is painful, don't go there again, okay? Because it, it should not be painful. So uh, <clears throat> so I usually am able to, you know, um, turn the people around, get them to trust me, get them to come to me, and then I show them what a real facial is supposed to be and feel like, and then I turn them around, so I thought to myself, since I've been hearing this so so much lately, it seems like um, that I want to do a podcast on this because I want to take the fear out of it, and also understand because I know a lot of people are you know modest and they are uncomfortable with the fact that they feel they're going to be you know uh, exposed in some way you know or something like that. You do uh, undress from the waist up, and that's so that we can massage the neck and décolleté area. Which, by the way. A lot of people don't know this either. There's a lot of neck and decollete and arm massage and of course facial, facial massage. But in the facial, there is that kind of massage. So if you have a lot of muscle tension in the neck area and the shoulders, it's a great way to get rid of that. Um... It's also great for the sinuses, to drain out the sinuses, the lymphatic system, the face has a lot of lymph nodes in it, the the upper chest there and the decollete area, a lot of lymph nodes in it. We're cleansing out all those toxins by massaging it out. There's a lot of benefits to facial, a lot. Um, We also have, of course, cleansing of the pores, hydration of the skin, you know, balancing of the skin, exfoliation of the skin. There are so many benefits to a facial. It's unbelievable, really, if you think about it. Just in that 50 minutes to an hour, you are getting major, major benefit to your skin. Okay, And then you're also getting the expertise and the knowledge of the person that's going to tell you about your skin and you don't have to go to the store and guess. Oh, should I try this? I recently had a girl with extremely sensitive skin, like pale, pale and very sensitive using a charcoal mask. This was, this was unbelievable to me, okay? Because first of all, that's not for that. That is for extremely oily skin with a lot of like blackheads and stuff like that. That's good for that. That's not good for any other kind of skin, okay? So just because it's a fad doesn't mean it's good for your skin. So you need to go to a professional at least one time and find out about your skin, And then you could go out there if you don't want to get facials monthly or whatever. You can go out there at least with confidence knowing, hey, I know what kind of products to buy now. You know, or even better yet, buy the products that the esthetician is selling to you. Yes, of course we want to sell things. Of course we do. We're not here to hide that. We're not hiding anything by saying that we want to sell products. Of course we do. It's part of our job. But it's not that we're trying to sell you. It's that we're trying to help you with the products that we sell. Okay? Because we know that our products will work to help you to get your skin healthier. And then not only will they work, but we know which ones. So now look at that chain, how it goes, right? We have you. And then go back one, we have our knowledge, and then go back one, we have our products, and then go back one, we have people that are creating the products that are scientists and, uh, you know, uh, some pharmacists and dermatologists and different things that are creating these products, people who have deep, deep knowledge about the skin. So yes, when you go to an esthetician or you go to a professional place to buy products and you're buying professional grade type products, as opposed to the mass market, you are getting a different kind of product. It's, that's just the way it is. It's more scientific. Okay. It's more based on molecular, like the way the molecules work and everything. All right. So there is a difference. So anyway, so that's what a facial is. It's got a lot of massage. It's got a lot of wonderful things in it. There's some steam in the room. This very uh, quiet, relaxing atmosphere. Just really, really relaxing. And we do do gentlemen's facials as well. Gentlemen get their facials done. I have plenty of male clients. They come in. They're smart because they're getting their skin looking great. They don't have blackheads in their nose. They don't have blackheads in their ears. You know, their skin, if it was oily, it's getting better. If they had some acne, telling them what to do to help it. You know, you got to start educating yourself so that you can help yourself to get your skin back in order. So that's what a facial is. It's not anything to be afraid of. If you've had a bad experience with them in the past, I apologize for that. Shouldn't be. And, you know, just like anything else in life. It's just the way it is. You got to find the right people to do the right job for you and then you'll be okay. Okay. So don't be afraid of facials. Everybody's different. Um, and then we got chemical peels. Okay. Very scary sounding. And also what makes them more scary is these posts on YouTube from these young ladies who, you know, uh, get up there and, Oh, I had a chemical peel. I did it from home. I ordered it on the internet. Because because you don't have the knowledge. Listen, first of all, those chemical peels that you're getting from the internet, if you're just not an esthetician or something like that, a professional, they're not the same as what we're getting. Sorry, it's not sold to the public what we get. So you're not getting the same thing. In fact, you don't know what you're getting. All right, so if you're buying chemical peels on this one or that one and online, you have no idea what you're putting on your skin. And also, it's not just as simple as just putting it on your skin. There's a lot of things that you have to know. There's contraindications, that means things that you, different conditions and things that maybe you shouldn't be doing a chemical peel to yourself, just physically speaking. There are, um, you know... Things that are certain skin types that should never get chemical peels or maybe should get certain kinds of chemical peels. That's why we as estheticians actually go to school and we spend 600 hours learning about the skin and the different modalities and the different things that we can do and why we can do them and how we can do them. What skin tones are okay on, what needs to be done after them, what needs to be taken care of, what's the best treatment. Like there's so much to it. That you cannot just order chemical peel online, put it on your face, and then think you're never gonna, that nothing, you, you might not even see anything, uh, bad from it right away. But let's just say you have very, very thin, sensitive skin, but you're okay with the chemical peels so for whatever reason, you're not getting reactions to them or whatever. You don't realize that you're removing too much skin. Okay? Because you might be like abusing it, using it like, you know, once a week or something like that. We tend to do that because we see a result from something. We go, oh, oh, let's do more of it. Let's do more. There is a science to this. Okay. If someone, if a a company is telling you, use two drops of this, a dollop of that, and you know, three quarters of this, there's a, there's a science to it. That's why they're telling you only use those amounts. If you overuse it, it might negate it or it might, you know, underuse it, might negate whatever. There's a reason for it. So use the professionals. Use their brains. Pick their brains and find out what has to be done. Because if you're getting chemical peels online, just doing them yourself, hey, you know what? You might be okay, but you might not. So uh, that's up to you. But, um, so anyway, so what, what irks me is that, like I said, they get up there and oh, I get a chemical peel, or maybe they went to a dermatologist and got a chemical peel. And now they're literally peeling, like, you know, like big layers of skin peeling off, can't leave the house. But that's for people who have real, real, you know, issues with the skin. They maybe need to go to a guy uh, gyno, uh, a dermatologist and, you know, and, uh, Get that like going a little deeper okay and a dermatologist can do that because again they can give an antibiotic if they need to if in case the skin gets infected da, 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 da. we though are doing the same thing basically but over a series we call them lunchtime peels that means that they're lactic acid and they're very very gentle okay you're still going to feel a little uncomfortable though i'm not going to lie to you during the chemical peel itself it's going to feel a little uncomfortable Literally a little uncomfortable though, you know, like a little tingle, a little stingy and that's about it. And then when you leave, you're not going to feel anything and there is no downtime to it. The only quote quote unquote kind of downish thing about it is that, uh, you know, you got to keep the skin very, very well hydrated. So it might look like a little shiny when you leave, you know, like almost like it's oily. Um, and then you, you can't really lay out in the sun. You can't. I shouldn't even say you can't really. You can't. Okay. But you can be in the sun, in the world, like walking around. However, you must wear a sunblock. You must reapply it every two hours. Now, I've gotten that answer, that question too. Well, how do I reapply sunblock every two hours when I have makeup on already? First of all, let's get real. 99% of the time, two hours or three hours later, your makeup's gone anyway. And guess what? That's why you have to reapply the sunblock because your sunblock will be gone as well. All right. So, but let's just say three hours pass by and you still have foundation on your face and you have to reapply sunblock. You can do it one of two ways. You can either take your sunblock and just lightly, you know, pat it into the skin until it goes away, or you can get a mineral-based powder and you can use that as like an extra sunblock to like re reinstate some kind of blocking. from the sun. Also, between the sunblock itself and your makeup, you know, you got a little bit more protection. Or if you're really worried about it, you can get a sunblock with mineral in it as well, and that's a physical block as well as a chemical block that will last a little bit longer. All right, so either way, you're supposed to be reapplying sunblock every two hours if you're outdoors. And again, I'll say it again, I keep getting that. I don't really go in the sun. Yes, you do. If you're out in the world walking around, unless you literally go in your house or in the basement of your house and don't leave ever, you're in the sun when it's daytime, right? So it's not, I, just, I don't understand how I can express it, it's, you know, get it across if it's if it's cloudy out, if there's a tornado, hurricanes, but it doesn't matter if it's daytime, sun, UVA rays there, okay, so you need to wear the sunblock, unless you want to get old looking, unless you want to make yourself susceptible to cancers, you need to wear the sunblock, if you have brown spots, darkening of the skin, rosacea, all these things require a sunblock, you can't just expect to, you can't expect to use something, for example, for dark spots, okay, and not be religious, About using that product to remove the dark spot and wearing a sunblock at the same time being religious about it. I'm talking religious. You have to be that religious about it so that you can get rid of the the dark spot. Otherwise, if you're not going to wear the sunblock, you're not going to get rid of of the, the dark spot. That's it. It's that simple. So there's the information. You can do what you want with it. Sunblock. For the for the dark spots and darkness in the skin, if you're using something to treat it and it doesn't seem like it's working, double check that you're doing the sunblock correctly because if you're not, it's gonna keep pumping melanin anyway, and you're still gonna remain with this with these uh, spots. Okay, so um, so anyway, so chemical peels are that. So we do the chemical peel itself. As we're doing it, we're asking you, how are you feeling? Are you okay? We're not going to do anything where you're like, uh, you know, there are times, I'm not going to lie. It's literally happened to me, (laughs) excuse me, I think once where I put it on someone and they're like, oh, you know, it's really not like bad, like, but you know, it was like too much for them. So we stopped. That's it. It's not for you. Okay. But that's literally one person. Everyone else was great with it. And yes, you can use the very light chemical peels on sensitive skin. Okay? It's fine. And uh, you can use it on every skin tone as well on the Fitzpatrick scale. Zero to eight, all the way up. Not a problem. Only thing is, you must wear sunblock because we are damaging your skin in a way and so your skin's going to take it as damage and it's going to pump out melanin so you have to wear a sunblock okay so don't be afraid of chemical peels light chemical peels and don't be afraid of um facials because there's nothing to be afraid of they're all wonderful micro abrasion uh you know, micro abrasion in itself is abrading the skin, which means taking off all the dead skin that we can, you know, as many layers as we can, usually a couple. And uh, as we're doing that, if it's micro infusion, then what it's going to do is we're taking that off. We take, we, we choose a, a serum that's going to be good for your particular skin type. Might be brightening, might be vitamin C, might be ultra hydrating, might be clarifying. And we're going to, Run that stylus, which has a diamond chip head across the skin with a vacuum suction on it to bring circulation to the skin to build collagen and elastin in the skin. And uh, we're going to take that vacuum wherever it needs to be so that you just get a little pink. We don't want you to be bright red or anything like that. You don't need to be. In other words, the vacuum suctioning like the the pressure of it i should say i don't know if that's the right word but the the actual action of the suctioning has to be relevant to the skin type like is the skin very thin is it very sensitive then we don't need high vacuum we don't need a lot to bring uh circulation to that skin because it's right there The, the capillaries and everything is right underneath so we don't need to like make the vacuum high and make the person bright, bright red. And they're walking. You'll be, Don't worry. You'll be fine. No, you got to le- just leave it very low. You're still getting plenty of benefit because that's what your particular skin requires to bring that circulation to the area. We don't need to overdo it. Right. So we're going to do that. And that's going to bring the circulation that's going to remove some of those dead skin cells as well. The vacuum, the serum going to be being deposited into the brand new skin as we take the dead skin away. And it's amazing. And you literally will leave there with your skin feeling like silk and uh, glowing like crazy, maybe a little pink. That'll usually go away within an hour or two, the most. Sometimes it's going away by the time they're leaving the door. If you can get yourself an anti-redness serum, that's even better. It's going to take it away even faster. And uh, you're going to have a great looking skin. It's going to give you fresh new skin. Okay? 99.9% of the time, no, you're not going to break out from it or anything like that. You might, though. You never know. You know, I can't say without a doubt no one ever will. But I've never really encountered that yet. It's not that type of thing. right? but, you know, you might. You might break out. And if you break out, that's because that's things that were underlying that were trying to get out. And because you had so much dead skin there, everything couldn't get out. And now maybe the skin's pH balance is a little off and the acid mantle's kind of gone. And it takes a little time for the skin to reheal itself and get better. But if you do break out, again, I'll say, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Because if you leave it alone, it will go away. Just use your products that are recommended for you gently on your skin. Don't be crazy on your skin. Because even if you have some, you know, papules and stuff like that, feel you like exfoliating deeply and you're scrubbing hard and you're doing all this stuff, you think like, it's almost feeling like, oh, I could scrub this stuff off my skin. No, you're actually inflaming it. You're making it worse. You know, anytime you're bringing inflammation, again, melanin is going to be pumped. So stop, just stop. All right. And so, you know, all of these things are not anything to be afraid about. Please, please feel free. Feel free to go to your local, you know, spa and just indulge in all of these wonderful, wonderful treatments that we can give to you guys. And, um, that's it. That's all I got to say for today. So, um, this is Lily. I'm signing off. I'm over here in New York. It's not really nice out so far today. But, uh, I'm praying and I'm hoping that it's going to get nice later. And, uh, I will talk to you guys very soon. It's been great. Have a great day. If you have any questions that you want me to answer or anything like that, you can go over to my Facebook page, Your Skin, My Passion. That's right cuz it is. It really is. Have a great day everybody. Love you guys.